Closet Internet, and welcome to Two Guys in SharePoint. The only SharePoint show that is now global since Ignite, where everything is not made up and there are no points. Good to be back on the airwaves with you, Al. Hello, Mr. Modlin. You were sorely missed, mate. Sorely missed. Very upset about that. Yeah, me too. I, I still... I need to submit an official grievance letter to the Microsoftian people um, to complain about the Skype issue. Yeah, well, good thing it's being replaced, I guess. Yeah, and we'll be we'll be talking about that. So this week, uh, no guest because uh, we've got a bumper packed. I think three weeks. Well, it'll be three weeks for us, but the next ten days is just going to be incredible. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely mental, and we're going to be putting out a hell of a lot of content. So stay tuned on the website and all the social medias for that. Um, and because of that, we're going to spread things out a little bit so we don't jam pack it all into one show. So no guest this week. We're going to talk a little bit about the news, have a little bit of a lighter episode leading into the days to come. Yeah, so uh, moving on to our next segment. And before I do that, uh, do we tell the listeners who will slowly become viewers that our new uh, video chat show will be broadcasting through at regarding 365? Do we tell them about that now? I suppose we already have. <laughs> yes, so just on that, if you have been following us, you would have seen that we published our Two Guys in SharePoint, which became uh, Three Guys, a Girl in SharePoint at Microsoft Ignite this year. And that video is available at Regarding 365's YouTube channel. So head over to YouTube, go grab that video, just search for Regarding 365 and Daryl and the rest of the team wanted us to do some stuff for them. So we're joining forces with the At Regarding 365 team and we'll be bringing you a new segment or a new... What would you call that, Rod? Is it a new show? Is it an extension of our current show? Um, I think for the moment we're calling it Two Guys in SharePoint Live. It's going to be a little bit of a different thing to what we do um, here on the podcast. And it's not going to be every week like the podcast is. But we're going to have some cool stuff coming up on that front for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Fantastic. So moving on to our next segment in the news. Yeah. So first up, I think we'll talk a little bit about the the highlights that we got coming out of Ignite, which was just a little while ago um, and a lot of big news for us. So I think we'll I think we're just going to do some high level stuff here. Hey, L. Touch on the highlights. We're going to be breaking this down probably over the next year of exactly what all this meant. Yeah, also we'll be doing uh, some more in-depth discussions and we'll be pushing that out over the next month uh, with people that we'll be interviewing over the next 10 days as well. Cool. So first up, I think the namesake of this podcast has got to get the top mention. Microsoft officially announced SharePoint 2019, which is for some reason coming out in 2018. Yes, second half of 2018, we'll see, you know what they've been doing, right? So they do a, a, a what is it called now? Um, a perpetual. A consumer, a consumer preview. It's a, not, what is it? Not a consumer preview. It's a technology, no. A public preview. It's, it's a CTA or something. I can't remember. But we'll see that preview come out in the second half of, no, the second quarter of 2018. Um, like a public preview sort of thing. I think they're still deciding on how much of 
SharePoint Online to push back down to on-premises, primarily because of what they've been doing. You've seen Feature Pack 2 for SharePoint 2016. You're getting some web parts that have come down, the uh, client-side stuff of the SharePoint framework, hybrid taxonomy, hybrid, more hybrid, more hybrid. Because, yeah. And for the 99th time, I will be quoting Warren Marks' statement, which is I actually used at Ignite, that hybrid is no longer a journey, it's an end state. I can believe that. I can absolutely believe that. Um, there will be some things people just want to keep on premise. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out long term. I have a question for you, Al. Shoot, my man. So back back when we were getting 2016, I think just before we got 2016, people were panicking like, oh, there's the new SharePoint online. Microsoft don't care about on-prem anymore. And they were very quick to say like, no, no, don't worry. We're going to do a couple more. There will be at least two more versions of uh, SharePoint on-prem. And then we got 2016, and now we're getting 2019. Do so you the, think there's going to be another one? So the official, the official statement from Microsoft that they made at, at Ignite was, as long as there's interest and licensing for SharePoint on-premises, we will continue to invest in the development of the product. Okay, that doesn't, that, that doesn't really say anything. Well, they, they haven't said anything around. We know that this is not the last version of um, SharePoint. SharePoint 2019 is not the last version. How is many it? How many versions? Uh, I can, how I, do we know it's not the last one? Because Microsoft committed. You must remember. They, if, they committed to continue developing the product. That doesn't mean a new rev. That means an occasional service pack, potentially. No, are they talking about versions, eh? Not uh, CUs or feature pack updates or anything like that. Okay, I hadn't seen that. So that that's interesting. Because at some point, they're going to stop releasing new versions of SharePoint on-prem. Yeah. No, they will. But um, the thing is, there are organizations that are never going to go to the cloud. Yeah. Never. Not even hybrid. What, yeah. Yeah, but then that last version, whatever it is, is what they'll stick with. Well, look, there are some that didn't move past 2010. So if 2019 gets released next year, that will be supported till 2030. Yeah, which is a long time. It is a long time. So you will still have that rich investment. I think SharePoint 2010's mainstream support is has ended this month. Okay. If uh, I'm sure I saw it somewhere on the Twitter rotties. That, 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 does, that does sound familiar, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost sure, almost sure. But also, what else is coming with SharePoint 2019 is all the Office versions. So Office 2019, uh, SharePoint 2019, Skype for Business 2019, and there was a... Yeah, that's quite cool, especially the Office things. Um, I've been building a bunch of presentations recently, and I found myself in the position where I want a specific transformation or something, and the only way I can get it is to save my slide deck into OneDrive, open it in the cloud and apply the transitions. Really? And then I can put, yeah, because stuff like um, the morph transition. No, that's on-premise, uh, dude. That's, no, that's all on-premise, mate. I don't know what version no, of... my version, bro. What, are you running 2013 or 2016? I'm running 2016, but it, I don't think it's the... It's not patch. Uh, 365 version. Uh, possibly, so it's not a Pro Plus license then. Yeah. Because you'd have to update to the latest version of Office 2016, because morph has been, yeah, it's there, mate. I've used it. 
I'm having to do workarounds and stuff to get all the. So, so shout if you want a license, I can I can hook you up. <laughs> tune tune lady. Anyway, moving along, uh, the next one. Ooh. The next, the next big news from I think from our point of view, um, Skype for Business officially is going to go away and is going to be replaced by Teams. The answer this is not a rebranding exercise. No. The the answer to what we spoke about um no i think in the last episode no it might have been in the last episode no that's the wrong message modlin it's the wrong message so okay so what what's the right message on premise unified comms which is skype for business the on-premises versions of that that was rolled up and under the uc stuff they're still right. releasing an on-premises version of that oh yes so that doesn't mean it's not going away well, you're not going to be using uh, the, Teams the, for that. The, 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 the commercial is, Skype is still going to stay. No, it is for the time being. Their their stated intention is to phase out Skype for business and move all of that capability into Teams. So if you're moving... All well, the telephony, all the switchboard stuff, everything. If you're using Office 365, you won't have Skype, you will use Teams. But if you're not using Office 365 and remaining on-premises, you will still use Skype for business. Yeah, you'll use the... the this next version that they're bringing out is as part of the 2019 yes. stack, yes. but that's that, and that might not be the last one they release. But moving forward, at some point, there will be no more releases of Skype for Business. But it's the same conversation. And, and they're going to be using, yeah, they're going to be using the, the the backbone for Teams. They're actually, it, it's not that they're rebranding it as Teams, like we uh, suspected might be the case. They're actually using the the Teams the team's technology uh, in order to deliver these these solutions, well, we, which is interesting. Yeah, I I'd, 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 I'd want to see where it goes. You know, when we started working with teams, we could do, I mean, we tested it on the show, actually, when teams was launched. We did a call. There's still all the chats and stuff. But yes, teams. Yeah. Um, so we, we have tested the telephony component. The biggest question is around PSTN, uh, uh, SIP, and all of these things. What's going to happen? Because Cisco is still investing in, in gateways. Um, they haven't said, well, uh, we're not going to make it anymore because we can't use it anymore because of, of Skype becoming Teams. Well, actually, funnily enough, I've spoken to some dudes in that industry, in the telephony industry, some companies that uh, make all their money putting down these complicated Cisco devices and all the networking and whatever. Yes. And the couple guys that I've chatted to in that space are kind of worried because that's a very big, complicated, expensive implementation oh, yeah. that is pretty for for the most part pretty easily solved by clicking a tick box in 0365 saying i want skype for business please everyone is shitting bricks the sharepoint admins the sql admins the skype admins the exchange admins all shitting bricks and microsoft's message around that and we saw a lot having conversations um i was part of a a, a panel, an MVP panel discussion on the last day. Um, it was one of the breakout sessions, talking specifically to that, where the audience could come up and ask us questions. And the number one question that resonated was, "I'm a SharePoint admin. Will I still have a job?" So what Microsoft is saying is that SharePoint admins, and it's probably all the admins, not just SharePoint admins, need to cross skill. So if you're moving to Office 365, that Wagon wheel that you controlled in the past is now a periodic table of functionality. 
there will still be requirements. Uh, instead of worrying about service applications like user profile service, you can now worry about pipes and flow. So the, the role yeah. is changing. I do think that there will always be some space for an on for on-prem backend administrators because a lot of companies are always going to have an on-prem implementation, whether it's in hybrid or just like that, and that's fine. In the cloud space, I think I think you have to move much more to a solution design space rather than a, a backend administration space because there's just not a lot of that backend administration to do anymore. Like you don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. Microsoft handles 99%. Yeah, that's that's the the big thing. I mean, I I am excited about it because then I don't worry about is the search crawled yet? Is my search service petitioned? Is UPS working? Thank the Pope that Yeah, no, it really is. It's the same thing for me. Like I'd much rather it it's better it's better for the consumers of these services because it's a lot more reliable, it's a lot quicker, it's a lot more secure, all of that. And I think in the long term, it's a lot better for consultants because we get much better work. The back end, oh, is my service working? Why am I getting this error in the logs? Blah, blah, blah. That's crappy work. That I don't know anybody really enjoys that work. And if you do, please let me know. I'd like to shake yeah. your hand and offer you a yeah, job, man. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, so we get to do much cooler things. Cool, shall we Shall we move on to the next point here? Which is? Another big talk of, this, of the Ignite conference, it was absolutely everywhere, was machine learning. Microsoft has, over the last quite a few years, invested a lot of money in machine learning and artificial intelligence and really getting this up and putting a lot of effort and resources and data into it. And we're really starting to see the payoff for those cycles and cycles of machine learning that they've run. And there's some really, really cool stuff coming out. I like the fact that Microsoft has now taken that mobile first, cloud first message away. You know, that mobile first, yeah. they always had those two bubbles. Yeah. And uh, they've changed it now and AI first is moved into the fore now and mobile first is out. Because mobile is ubiquitous. So Microsoft is changing that message. Yeah, and it's that kind of makes sense. From a consumer point of view, though, this machine learning stuff doesn't really mean anything, I think, to the end user. What interests them is the added capabilities it gives. So me as a nerd, and I suppose only the, only the real geeks go to Ignite and listen to the Ignite news, so they're also really excited about this machine learning stuff which makes sense to me. And this was a tech and a techie focused conference. So it makes sense. They have a big, they have a big emphasis on that to the general public. I don't think they care. They care about the experiences it can deliver. And that I think is what is really exciting. Well, look, part of, part of machine learning and AI is the cognitive services in Azure, which really excites me. Yeah. They're doing so much cool stuff with that. The cognitive services, the graph API off the back of that. And, it's just the glue. I think Microsoft is working so great at um, spinning up the glue because they've built all this wonderful kingdom of applications and now they're building the roads to connect all of those applications. So for some, it might be, yeah, but it's not working. Give it time. Give it time because we've seen the glue that Office 365 groups is to everything else. And I mean, that's just 
there's a few things coming by the end of the year that's going to add uh, better control, better governance, better monitoring, better management. But now that Microsoft has reaffirmed the fact that Office 365 Groups is in fact not an app, it's a service. And yeah, with that, once people understand that, I mean, uh, it's endless the, the capabilities of using Office 365 Groups as a service to manage all these other applications that are associated with it. The, the machine learning that's going into this is amazing. Like you were talking about, we've got all these different apps to do all these different things for a business user who needs X amount of content or some kind of data or some task to perform to find it in this huge plethora of apps could be really, really difficult. But with the machine learning, the, the system knows what it is you want and can present it to you without you having to sift through everything. It can, it can just find it for you which is like absolutely amazing. We're seeing it in new Delve experiences coming up, um, new search experiences coming up, including the Bing for Business that they announced. Yes. So it's definitely extended um, into the way our Bing for Business is new and how Bing will go fetch data. It doesn't matter where you are. So that's great. It will fetch you contextual data. And that is also now all being glued to the Delve experience, which is really where the AI is going. So think about you sitting on Amazon and you want to buy something. So you look at that and it says customers who bought that also bought these things or customers that were looking for this also search for those things. So that intuitive AI behavior coming through around the content that you are storing, be it in OneDrive, Exchange, SharePoint, your Power Apps, your Flow, your Teams, Whatever the case is, you can do a search in Bing or SharePoint uh, in SharePoint Online. I'm assuming it'll use the same API. Yeah. And it will return results from you from the web and also from all your uh, company data, all your enterprise data yeah. stored in Office 365 or through the, the on-premise gateway. It'll trawl all of that. And because we're using groups, like you said, to tie all these things together, it knows that I'm in the same project work group as you are and you're very interested in this document so i'm probably very interested in that document as well and it can present it to me it's that's crazy it's really, it's really crazy it's absolutely crazy um the science the data science that goes into these sort of things it's it's just monumental speaking of of groups and projects and all of that teams let's talk about teams i think it's the elephant in the room microsoft reaffirmed their commitment to teams uh, teams and OneDrive. So Teams external access is now available. Um, although you'd have to have a Office 365 account and they're expanding that, but just the functionality inside of Teams. Um, we actually trialing, so just on that Teams guest access, not available for Android or iOS. At the moment, yeah. I'm, I'm actually running a, a, well, I'll tell you what it's called. Um, I'm part of a beta program to test and it's actually called a test flight. There's an app called Test Flight, and we get these beta versions of the Teams app that actually works. Uh, I can tell you that it does work. Uh, just not sure when they're going to roll it out to Android and app. Yeah, maybe let's just delve into this a little bit. So they have enabled external access for Teams. So at the moment, you can invite anybody with a a Windows account or an Office 365 or an Azure Active no, Directory just, account. 
just just no Windows account. So live's not working yet. Isn't it? So it has to be an Office 365 account. Yeah. Okay. So it, it has to be an Azure AD then. Well, what it'll do is it uh, it will actually create that. It's not a it's not an actual AD account in Azure AD. It's like a guest account in Azure AD. Yeah, it, for in your that local user. one. But all all the O three six five accounts, no matter where they're created, they're all on the Azure AD backend, right? Yes, that's that's you could literally say it's actually it's an Azure AD account, yeah. really. <laughs> so, but the, the live the live accounts aren't actually Azure AD in the background. No, that, that's no, where they're the not. Distinction is right. Yeah. So as yeah. long as you have one of those. Office 365 or a or an Azure AD of your own company, you can now get that in external access. They also announced that coming pretty soon, you'll be able to invite any email address. And if they don't have a Microsoft account of some kind, they'll be prompted to uh, sign up one. for one quickly. Like yeah, all, yeah. all in Like in everything line. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all in line, which will be really cool. You can send it to just anybody. They click a couple buttons, then they've got access, which is sweet. That yeah. is a game changer. And that's going to feed through to your planner instance, your SharePoint team site, or OneDrive where the files are stored, your Power Apps, all of that. It's no, so proper. So cool. I noticed today, I didn't know it was implemented yet, but um, the whole adding a Power App as a Teams tab is up and running now. Okay. Oh, that's quite neat. Yeah. Um, I haven't I haven't had time to check anything. I mean, I didn't even have time to go to sessions at Ignite. Luckily, we had an MVP pre-day where we got told about all the announcements. So uh, I can actually have a conversation with you about these things because I didn't, I did not have a time to attend anything at night. Yeah. So next up, I think this is. Mm, I'm, I'm leaning towards saying that this is possibly my favorite announcement at SharePoint. I'm not at SharePoint at Ignite. Uh, that must be the hub sites. No. No. But you can. You can. No. I'm. I'm not. Hub sites great. I, I like the spoke hub. Well, one hub, many spokes. Um, it's the yeah, only well, way since, to. So, since we're on that, let's just go over it very quickly. Sorry for stealing your intro there. Um, so, they've announced a new type of uh, a new template of site for SharePoint called Hub Sites. So, we now have team sites, communication sites, and hub sites. So, what a hub site is is it's basically an aggregation site for a number of team sites or communication sites. 0365 group sites, whatever the case is, and it'll aggregate that data up to the top level. And at that top level, you can then also enforce things like um, look and feel, permissions, retention, that sort of thing. It's the central place where you can enforce policies on everything below it, which I think is very good because we needed some sort of container for this sprawl that, that well invariably happens with this self-creation model. So getting that all together and that aggregation is very cool. It makes complete sense. So Microsoft has gone and said, subsites are the devil, no more subsites. Okay? One layer of hierarchy, site collections is for everything. What's nice about websites is it ties everything together. So go create 300 site collections and use websites to loosely couple them together. It's a separate nav that comes above and it groups everything. So what's nice about it is, like you said, it will pull through. If you've got current news in a team site and you've got three team sites, it will actually aggregate that news to your hub site. 
Yeah. Just bear in mind, one hub site, many other sites. You can't have hub sites to connect it to another hub site. It's one hub site, many, many team sites, communication sites, and all of those things. So, so yes, that's very cool. It, it helps Microsoft send the message, the message that they want to where no longer that subsite is, 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 is a thing. They want to get rid of subsites, which, which makes, makes a fair amount of sense. Yeah, and this is sort of the replacement for the functionality you'd want on that because at the hub site you get the unified navigation across all of these, the unified look and feel, all of that. So the functionality you actually needed from nested subsites you now get in the hub site, which is super cool. Permissions is always an abomination when it comes to um, recursive sites. It's always been, it still yeah. is. So if you're using Office, if, well, if you're creating a team site, it's going to create a and you allowing it to create an Office 365 group, then you'd manage the group membership that way. And that would then roll up into SharePoint, which is perfect because I prefer to have that sort of object model when it comes to managing content than having subsites and then worrying about breaking inheritance and it just gets messy. What were you saying before I so rudely interrupted you with hub sites? What is it's your fi- most- It's fine, I- I'm only a co-host, um, modeling you the host. So, I was what okay okay twenty six <laughs> minutes into the episode was the first uh, first running gag mention. That's, that's good. We made it. We're doing well. We made it quite far this time. Yeah, I thought I'd delve into that side of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so superpowers. You know they talked about hero web parts at the virtual summit in what was it May the fourth or whatever it was. Yeah. And they were bringing this rich web part functionality. Um, in the form of the hero web part and communication sites and all the other bits and bobs. They've now given web parts superpowers. 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 Superpowers can I give to my web part? So imagine being able to embed a power app into a SharePoint page. Yeah, now that is oh, yes. super cool. Yes, and that's just one of them. There's a whole bunch of other web parts. Um, I'm not going to ramble it off incoherently now. Um, there's cool rendering web parts about embedding stuff on pages. Um, there was some document library web parts. There is a list. So if you head over to techcommunity.microsoft.com, you'll be able to jump in there, and that's where you would be able to find all this information. But, yeah, they're giving web parts superpowers. Um, I am very excited. That For me, the Power Apps one just wins everything. Yeah, that is like it's incredibly flexible, right? You can really build it to do whatever you need. Embed a form into a page. It's not just forms, you know, it, does, it handles galleries really nicely. You can make it, the styling is really easy um, and you can connect to whatever data you want. My only question will be, what are the load times on those? Because they, it can be a little slow loading up a power app. Yeah, but we never worked with data centers in country yet. So I think that's also going to make a huge difference next year. Yeah, I'm, I am looking forward to that. Anyhow, moving along, we're burning daylight. Uh, is that it for our news wrap-up of Ignite? I think so. Again, this was a very high-level discussion. There's a bunch we didn't talk about. It did take Microsoft three days to talk about all this stuff, so we're not going to get it done in 45 minutes. So moving along, uh, apparently you're doing something on Saturday. I am, because it is SharePoint Saturday season. It is, it's, it is. It is. And last weekend was SharePoint Saturday Durban. I don't know why Durban gets the first one. We, we like to change it up a bit. Um, we've always done Johannesburg, Cape Town, and then Durban. This year we thought, well, let's give some, some love to Durban. And it was great. It was at Derivco, the new home of SharePoint Saturday in Durban. 
But you know how it goes. Every year we and had... How, how was it? It was great. It was awesome. Um, new venue, huge venue. We had a 200-seater auditorium type, uh, cinema-style type seating um, in one of the one of the buildings. What we didn't realize, and it's every year, every year the same thing. One of the Saturdays, there's some function or something on where people, we have a higher drop-off than normal. Um, not that we had a bad drop-off in, in, in Durban, but... This last weekend was Opie Copy Festival. So there was a lot of people yeah. from Durban driving to Bloom or wherever it was. And also, Jobbik. well, somewhere there. Yeah, somewhere here, I think. And then, Somewhere up here. Uh, yeah. Is Clarence? No, Clarence is not here. No, I don't know. Uh, Ish. Ish. Yeah. Then there was also uh, the rugby game. So people, it happens all the time. Soccer, rugby or some festival. Um, so as far as I know, there's no sport on this weekend. So Joburg should be... Jam-packed. Yes, because it is SharePoint Saturday tomorrow when you're listening to this. I suppose if you're listening to it when it comes out on Friday. And yeah, super amped. Yeah. I'm talking at SharePoint Saturday. You're talking at SharePoint Saturday. It's going to be an absolute blast. Yeah, we've got five tracks. Um, we've got an entire dedicated Azure SQL track. Uh, very exciting stuff. And it's going to be a big one. It's going to be absolutely mental. What are, what are you talking about at SharePoint Saturday? Um, securing your content with Azure Information Protection. I'm actually I'm actually doing an Azure session. Yeah, that's sweet. You've two guys in Azure. <laughs> I'm going to use that. So I, you've got a session as well, though. I do. What are you talking about? It is about? super nerdy. It is super nerdy. It's probably the most nerdy talk I've ever given. So if any. If any of our listeners follow me on social media, you know I'm a massive nerd and you know I play a little trading card game called Magic the Gathering. A little trading card so, game, a little one. A little, yeah, it's only got like 20 million players and a professional circuit and stuff. You know? But hold on, before you carry on describing this, you play you play pro though. You nearly made it. No. Oh, what, you played pro, buddy. I don't play what pro. game what like not what were you playing I'm, I'm not on the pro tour it has a pro tour but you entered I, the what you played pro. though I, I I ranked last the last World Cup qualifiers I played in and I did all right-ish I was in the top like 40% oh my word yes that must be celebrated that's that's not like the guy who wins that gets one seat at at Worlds which is on the South African team at Worlds but yeah no anyway it, it's a lacquer game, and the game design in it is industry leading for game design. Whether it's uh, board games, card games, computer games, their design is amazing. And the lead designer of Magic a while ago at GDC gave a talk on 10 principles of design. So, what I've done is I've taken those 10 principles and I've applied them to what we can learn in solution design for Office 365. And hopefully the talk will give us some idea of um, where we use all these different pieces and how we can look at our solutions to decide what tools we can use to decide how we structure our solutions. So I think it's quite exciting. Awesome, very excited. Yeah, and I, so yes, if you are in Joburg or close enough to drive to Joburg, come down to SharePoint Saturday, you can register online. What's the address there, Al? If people want to check if they can... So if you head over to www.sps for SharePoint Saturday events, 
sharepointsaturdays.org. SPSevents.org is the global site because SharePoint Saturday is running over, I think we're close on to 100 countries uh, across the globe. And you'll be able to navigate to, well, if we look at it now, I'll actually head over there, I think. SharePoint Saturday, Johannesburg should be the main um, site. Yeah, I'm checking now. So the big one says Cincinnati. Okay, so Cincinnati's on the same day, but then just underneath that, we've got Joburg. Okay, fantastic. Paris is also this weekend. Um, yeah, on the same yeah, day. So, so we're sharing with Cincinnati and Paris. Yeah, very exciting. So you can click on that and register through. I think we're going to have a lot of people. It's going to be super exciting. Yeah, boy, yeah. So we, we're just over 400 registrations. I've actually got to open up more. It becomes a health and safety thing with more than that. <laughs> no, it is. Microsoft doesn't want more than 400 people. Well, it's actually just over 300 people that we have a problem with. But when we start hitting those registrations, they look at me funny. Um, last year, we had 500, actually 510 registrations. But bear in mind, we had 10 international speakers in Johannesburg. So that's also a crowd puller. Absolutely. Cool. I think that's our news for this week, Hale. Sweet. Then we're on to our segments. Do you have something new? A new features I did not know about of the week. I do have something new this week. Uh, if you listen to Trevor, the CEO, the CEO of Metalogics on our podcast from Ignite, he talked about um, some bot stuff by a company. I forget the name. Uh, the product is called Busy. So B-I-Z-Z-Y is a bot for flow. How cool is that? Okay. A forms bot for, what? A, repeat that. A bot for flow. A bot for flow. So, so you can kick off flows yeah. from, from the, the bot. bot. Yes. That, Very exciting. That is super exciting. Yeah, so they've got a, a busy flow template. So you can have a bot and you can actually, uh, busy, can you create a... SharePoint site for me. Ooh. How cool that is that? That is super exciting. Yeah, because that once you've got that in place, you can then automate whatever it is you want in the business. Uh, it's so awesome, mate. Because now you can start and it'll it'll train itself. Eh? Because of ML and stuff like that, um, you can actually get it to start doing things. That is super, super clever. Very cool. Yeah, so head over to Get Busy. So it's uh, G-E-T-B-I-Z-Z-Y dot I-O and have a look at it. So there's Busy Trigger and Actions and you can play around with it and see what it actually does. Super cool. Get on that, everybody. Yeah, get on it. Is that it from my side, Mr. Modlin? We on to your Go With The Flow. Yes, and on Go With The Flow this week, um... It's a bit of a weird one. So there is an action in Flow that's part of the Office 365 user connections. And it's called Get My Profile. Now, it seems weird when you actually put it into a Flow because it's not an action that does anything. Like you just get a bar that says, okay, we've got your profile. But what it does is it pre it presents um, a whole bunch a whole bunch of contextual data when you're working in other controls, like when you're sending emails or whatever. And what this does is it pulls all your profile information off of your Azure AD profile. So you get your, I like that. You get your email address, the display name, nickname, 
department. That's very cool. That. Because, so, so, so I see real world. So if you're building an expense claim um, form, right? Or workflow. Yeah. I want to I want to get my profile to see who my manager is so I can forward that. Would it work like that? Yes. So the my user get my my profile doesn't have the manager in it, but it's got but that's your identity and then you can then pass that identity through to anything else. So you can pass that through to the O365 user thing and say get my manager. So cuz there's a get manager um, action that you need to pass an identity okay. into. So you could get a manager from somebody else that you've pulled out of some other All right. So you, this is one of, like, it, it gives you your profile instance that you can then pass through to that, or if you're sending an email or or whatever the case is and lets you perform uh, perform things out of that, which is sweet. All right. Is that it? Are there any, well, well there's no parameters like PowerShell, so. Nope. You just, you just say, get my profile and then it gets, and it gets it for you and then you can pass all the information through to your other actions or conditions awesome stuff lekker lekker so thank you all very much for joining us this week if you want to get hold of us online you can find our website twoguysandsharepoint.co.za we're also on twitter at twoguyssharepoint I'm on twitter at oddmodlin and L is at Alistair Pugin and we're also on iTunes and your podcasting app of choice uh, you can check out Regarding 365 for some YouTube videos of us and look out for SharePoint, Two Guys in SharePoint Live coming soon. Don't forget to uh, rate us on iTunes or your favorite uh, podcast app of choice. We'd love to hear from you. And if we get a review, we might be sending you a T-shirt. Yes. And we owe somebody a T-shirt. Who was that? Al? We do. Erica Tyler will be getting a T-shirt. We do owe Erica a t-shirt, and Erica, we are having those t-shirts printed, so you will actually get it fairly soon. Yep, yep. Is that it? Is that a wrap? That's a wrap, Al. Thank you very much for joining me. All right. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Regarding 365 team, and we'll be re- Where is it? 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 Where is it?